Welcome to the Prospector Podcast, a bi-weekly production bringing you the minor perspective. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Prospector Podcast. This is Ana Diaz here to recap some of the top stories uploaded to our website, theprospectordaily.com, as part of the career issue. In news, reporter Victoria Rivas breaks down what UTEP students attending the upcoming Career Expo can expect on September 16th and 17th. In entertainment, Victoria also introduces readers to Erika Marin, El Paso Museum of History's new director. And in sports, reporter Katrina Villarreal covers the UTEP volleyball win over the New Mexico State University's Aggies on September 5th to continue the team's undefeated streak. You can read these stories and more at theprospectordaily.com. To guide students looking for a job, the Prospector Podcast welcomes Betsy Castro Duarte, director of the University Career Center, to share advice on the best practices to follow as students embark on their career endeavors. So what type of jobs are available to UTEP students? So I would categorize the, put them in a category of uh, maybe three or four pockets, right? So on the one hand, we have work-study positions, right? So this, these are typical positions for our students who are on financial aid. So those positions are available to them. They are um, typically about 15 weeks an hour, that, uh, 15 hours a week that students can work. Then there's another category. It's called student employment. These are hourly jobs. And anybody, it doesn't matter financial aid status, it doesn't matter anything other than you applying and qualifying for the job. And um, those are available also for students, right? Um, then there's opportunities for internship, right? So I think a lot of students, when they come to the university, they have a sense of what their career is going to look like, um, but we want them to be really certain of what those that experience is going to be like. So our office is charged with exposing students to internship opportunities on and off campus, right? Um, so I would say those are kind of some of the buckets that we have for positions. And what are the benefits uh, related to work-study or just regular jobs here on campus? So what we find is that for many students, um, kind of assuming any of those positions, like folks don't have any experience, and that's okay. So we'll have, we'll interview students, even in our, at the Career Center, we have, you know, over 15 students who work here, and many of them say, I don't have any experience. And then we start, you know, asking questions. So, well, have you been in orchestra? Were you a student athlete? Were you involved in school? And they're like, yes, I was in the yearbook. And so, you know, maybe I was volunteering at church with catechism. So that's where students really need to draw on not so much their past experience, but maybe the skills that they've learned even in high school or maybe they were in the military. And you can learn, develop skills like writing skills, how to work in a team, um, communication skills. Um, and so the all of those are essential skills for any job after you leave university. And what would your advice be to students who feel like their experiences were limited in high school, for example, incoming freshmen who um, community service was limited or you know they couldn't volunteer at church because it was remote, how can they still build on that resume? So I say lead with your strengths. So we all kind of know like I'm really good at talking to people. So make sure that you're looking and applying to jobs where you can interact with the customers, with your fellow students, maybe be a tutor, right? And so I know given the pandemic, a lot of us 
you know, we kind of felt stifled, like we're, we weren't growing. But some folks kind of picked up a skill set, you know, I'm really good at, at reading or creating TikTok videos. Well, guess what? Nowadays, every, every department on campus needs to have social media presence. So being able to talk about, this is what I've done and show your work, I think that speaks volume. I will tell you, one of the best one of the best attributes any student employee can have is just a good attitude, right? Sometimes an an ability to to learn, uh, because as supervisors, we'll teach you what we need you to teach you, right? But if you have a if you don't have the right attitude, it's so hard to get started, right? So if you're the kind of person that says, you know, I'm a go getter, you know, I've done things on my own. Okay, that's a good attitude. People want to hire you. So sometimes it's as simple as that. Is I wasn't involved in school. Maybe you were a little bit more reserved. Guess what? Here's your opportunity at the university to to thrive or to move it a little bit forward. Especially if you know you're kind of shy and quiet. Okay, well maybe get a job where you know you can work on that and you develop that skill set. Mm-hmm. And how can they showcase during an interview uh, with any supervisor or director here at Utah? So one of the first things, and especially what the Career Center does, is we help students with their resume. So I would say come by the Career Center and have, have us take a look at your resume. Even if you just like write it on a piece of paper, we can give you feedback and say, here's how you can tweak it. And then we're going to be asking you questions. Well, tell me what you did. And what was this class that you took? And so we're gonna kind of prod a little bit more so that your resume can articulate what it, what you know you can accomplish and what you can do. Mm-hmm. So I would say step number one is come visit the Career Center, get your resume reviewed, and then ask, hey, are there any jobs here? And then we'll introduce you to JobMine. So JobMine is the official um, site on campus where all the jobs are posted. And so once it comes to the interview process, uh, a lot of us, you know, we're adjusting to presenting again in person uh, and let alone interviewing in person again. And so how can students adjust to that change? Um, I mean, regularly an interview is already nerve wracking on its own, but after the pandemic where you're limited with social interactions, how can students excel in an interview? So a couple of things. Number one, um, I tell students, make sure that you're always very clear about logistics. It may be that your interview is online, right? And so we have, the Career Center has videos that we've created um, to help you how to navigate that piece, right? We have workshops that talk about, that we teach you how to do it in person. Especially now, um, I think a lot of us are, you know, we wanna make sure that you're comfortable. So if you need to walk in with your mask, if you need to walk in and not shake somebody's hand, that's okay. but you do need to walk in with a positive attitude and be able to, to talk about why. I mean, that's, but not only are you interviewing them, you know, not only are they interviewing you, vice versa, you're also interviewing them because you're trying to figure out, do I want to work there? Do I get a good vibe? You know, did I learn enough? Will I grow? I think those are questions, very valid questions that students need to be asking, not just going to be like, I really need a job, I'll get whatever. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to stick around. So a couple of tips is just be authentically you, always be honest. Um, and again, I, you know, I'm self-plugging, but the Career Center has a lot of resources to help you practice some of those interviewing skills so that you can become a little bit more comfortable with that process.
I mean, to this day, I get nervous too, and you know, and people are like, oh, wow, you make it sound easy. And I'm like, no, you still have to work at it. <laughs> I know, yes. And so uh, what about navigating career fairs where sometimes you just have an interview out of the blue and it's right there and then? Yeah. How can students prepare for those So perfect, fairs? perfect example, right? We have the Career Expo coming up this Thursday on the 16th at the Don Haskins. And that event's going to be in person, right? And so the next day, Friday, it's going to be a virtual career fair. And we have different employers participating in, in both of those events. So we have over 70 in the in-person and about 60 um, virtual. So let me talk about the in-person. So obviously, uh, we tell students, look at the list ahead of time. We have a list of who's going to be there. Pick your top five, right? Make it a point to go and talk to them. So research, don't just go like, like what do you do at the FBI? Well, you should already have a sense of who and what the FBI is about, right? Take a copy of your resume with you, right? Be able to to say, why would you want to come work at, at our organization? That should be something that your research would have helped you to do. Um, and then if they do say, hey, we want to pull you aside, well, that's a good sign that they're impressed by you. Um, and again, read up on the organization. You know, What do you know about us? Tell me about the project. The initial interview is going to be based on what you submit on your resume. So they'll, they'll kind of look at it. Um, some students may be turned off because the recruiter says, okay, now go to our website and apply there. And you're like, well, why did I just show up here? You know, I got all dressed up and I came here. Why did I do that? Well, because, you know, officially some of these companies, you don't become a, an applicant until you go to their website and you submit your portfolio. But if you go to the job fair, you're like, oh, I talked to Ms. Betsy Castro at the job fair and she asked me to apply. So you have another connection, in, right? You can connect with that person on LinkedIn later. So that's one approach. Just be ready for that. Research the organization. Take your resume. Right? Be available to talk about your pitch more briefly. The virtual fair is different because you don't have to walk around and people might not pull you aside, but you have about 10 to 15 minutes to have a conversation one-on-one -on -one with someone. Right? So for those events, um, we have a video tutorial on YouTube so students know how, how that works. You literally start blocking and scheduling appointments with recruiters. So you can have a really, I know some students told me, I have 12 interviews on Friday. So it's like, okay, I hope you wrote all that down because that's a big schedule, right? But it's a different approach because you're literally only gonna be in that virtual room with that person for, for 10, 15 minutes. Right, um, and so you mentioned a little bit about connections. And so what, can you talk a little bit more about the importance of networking uh, within the university? We, do, we tend to do it outside sometimes, but, Inside the university is also very important. Right. So a couple of things. Number one is the people for the in-person career fair. You're going. Your students are going to see individuals with blue uh, orange ribbons, and it says UTEP grad. So they're probably thinking like, "What's that about?" So all of these folks are UTEP alumni. So what does that mean? That means hey, there's a connection there. So you could a simple networking could be like, "Oh, I see that you have a UTEP ribbon." Um, when did you graduate and what did you get your degree in? So already you have something in common with someone, right? Where do you work? What organization are you with? Did you do any internships? You'll be surprised that if you give someone, um, you talk to someone and you say, here's my resume, do you mind giving me some tips on what do I need to do to improve it? UTIP grads 
are notorious, wonderful advocates and champions for our students. So I know that they will be like, absolutely. Or connect with me on LinkedIn, right? Um, I don't know if students are aware that UTEP is providing LinkedIn learning free to everybody up until next year, thanks to the CARES money. And that's a $350 value that students don't have to pay for. So um, again, network with people on LinkedIn, check out videos on LinkedIn learning on how to work on your elevator pitch. Uh, but networking is very, very important because you don't know, maybe down the line, there's opportunities for internships or people say, you know, I met um, Anai at that event. Um, I just learned of this great opportunity. Let me reach out to her, right? So you never know um, who you can, you know, kind of work with, support, or they could support you as well. Absolutely. And so some of my final questions, um, I think the Career Center offers great resources, like you mentioned. And so are there, aside from the career fair, are there other workshops, um, uh, workshops, presentations, anything like that that the career fair has coming up that students can attend? So definitely. So, um, so I will be full disclosure, you know, I am the mom of a UTEP student. Um, she, I have my daughter happens to be studying engineering here at UTEP. And one of the things I tell her um, is, you know, all the services that are available to you, they're not free. You have already paid for them, right? And so if you look at your tuition bill, it says student services fees. So that comes to, to the career center, not all of that money, but some of it comes to the career center. So I say, take advantage of all of the resources that you already paid for. So don't just come, go to your dorm, go to sleep and get up and go to your class or come to, come to UTEP and go to your job and take off. Like go to, to go to football games, volleyball games, go to the career fairs, go to everything, right? Because you're paying for that. But the career center, everything from resume reviews to we can practice your mock interviews. Um, maybe you're thinking of going to medical school or law school. Um, we're having a graduate and professional school in October. We're bringing Harvard University's coming, you know. I believe they're virtual this year, but they, they're coming to UTEP. And so if you're thinking about, um, oh, I won't go to the career fair because I'm not looking for a job. Hey, there's other things the career center can help you with. We can help you with your CV. So some of you, some of the students might be wanting to have a professional career in academia. We can help with that, right? Professional panels, workshops. Uh, we even help students how to, how to eat at a formal interview. So we'll offer a dinner etiquette experience, right? Um, things like that, access to the career closet where you can check out professional attire for free. All these resources are not free. You paid for them, but are available to students. So that's what I tell students. You know, the career center has a lot. If anything, you're like, I want to go talk to that lady, Betsy. Okay, schedule an appointment. I'll be more than happy to talk to you about your career plans. Um, if I'm not the right person, I'll put you in touch with a person that's in charge of your academic college because every college and every degree has a different strategy for opportunities. Right, no, and definitely take advantage, especially incoming freshmen. They have four years to go or three years to go, whatever the case. Right. Um, and so finally, can you share uh, the hours of operations here at the Career Center that students can stop by? So our office is physically open from 7.30 in the morning to five o'clock every day. Um, and as always, you can find us on, on Instagram, on social media, at UTEP Careers, that's our handle. And we have a YouTube channel. Uh, folks can email us their resume to get reviewed. Uh, careers at utep.edu. 
and they can just pick up the phone and call us, you know, 747-5640. And we also have a Zoom um, link open on our website that students can go to if they want to meet with us virtually. And we are. We're meeting with people in person, but there's some people that say, I, you know, I'm working. Can I meet with you at lunch? Absolutely. We can also do that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking oh, the time welcome. to meeting with thank me. You. And I, like I said, I hope students take advantage of it because I do have a very you know clear definition that I know students are coming to the university to Utah is to better themselves and you know and they're looking to get employment or to go on to graduate school and and I hate for people to go through those four years and then find out oh my goodness I could have taken a different route or I'm not prepared start as early as your freshman year you know the more we get to know you the more benefit you're going to get. As part of Hispanic Heritage Month, UTEP will be joining in on the celebration with the following top events happening on campus. On Thursday, September 16th, the Student Engagement and Leadership Center will be hosting UTEP's El Grito Ceremony, a commemoration of the Declaration of Mexican Independence at Centennial Plaza at 11.30 a.m. Later in the day at 1.30 p.m., the Department of Communication and Chicano Studies joined forces to bring a book presentation exploring the Juan de Oñate fantasy heritage myth in El Paso at Centennial Museum. On Friday, September 17th through Sunday, September 19th, the Chicano Studies Department returns to host the Equal Footing HA Comedy Festival, a 48-hour live-streamed film festival beginning at 5 p.m. and ending at 8 p.m. on Sunday. And on Saturday, September 18th at 8 p.m., the Don Haskins opens its doors for Alejandro Fernandez's Hecho en Mexico tour. For more information about events happening on campus, visit utep.edu. This is Alison Rodriguez for The Prospector. With Hispanic Heritage Month taking place from September 15th through October 15th, Dr. Dennis Bixler Marcus, director of the Chicano Studies Department, spoke on the history and significance of the date meant to recognize the influence of Hispanic Americans in the United States. We've been celebrating Hispanic uh, Heritage Month, which for us is really a celebration that takes about two and a half months because there's not enough room in one month to put all the events. It has grown tremendously over the years. And the importance for us is to take uh, notice and to raise awareness of the heritage that we have in common. And by Hispanic heritage, it's not just the Mexican origin population, but other Hispanic groups that are in the region now, like those who are Puerto Rican or Cuban or other Latin American ancestries. And, obviously from Spain mm -hmm. as well as small groups, but nonetheless their, their presence is already felt here on campus in that they are either students or faculty members. The Chicano Studies Program has joined forces with UTEP Student Engagement and Leadership Center to host events celebrating the month. These events will go on through the beginning of November. The other goal that we have for Hispanic Heritage Celebration especially for our students, is to have events that expands their knowledge base about different facets of society in which Latinos are actively involved. Bixler wants to make sure the university's curriculum and public programs are a reflection of their student body and community who attend UTEP and live in El Paso. He wants UTEP students, especially Latinx students, to be proud of their roots and their history. 
we're making sure that the university public programming reflects who lives in the community and who, who is the student. I want them to learn about the accomplishments, the challenges that they face, and uh, particularly the, the history that they have in this nation. And it's our job to transmit important knowledge from one generation to the next. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Prospector Podcast. Join us next time for an all-new Minor Perspective.